Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of Mature Gamer Bits and PCs. I'm Clarky Snap, and with me tonight we have Beastie. Hello. And Yoda. Hello. Uh, with no real great big announcements to make, so I suppose we'll just dive straight on in. Um, Yoda, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing, to start off, Overlord, which came with the Codemasters Humble Bundle. This is the... Um... Uh, that kind of it's almost like a different kind of dungeon keeper game, but control yeah. the, control the minions, isn't it? Doing things. Well, you're walking around as the Overlord with um, a little group of minions by your side. Um, all intents and purposes, they're the imps out of Dungeon Keeper. It feels and sounds very Dungeon Keeper esque, apart from it's more of the third person over the shoulder. Okay. I'm enjoying it. Um, you get to send the minions to go. I think one of the first things to do in the game is get your little five minions to go and attack a load of sheep. And then they bring back more like life crystals, life orbs, so that later on in the game you can resurrect more minions or you can send the minions to their death so that you can rebuild your health. And it's very interesting. It's very pretty. I've found the one gripe I've got is the camera angle when you've got loads, quite a few minions and you're walking down a long path. It gets very elongated. It looks a bit stretched. It doesn't look very, very nice. But this is only the first one. Um, I haven't played the second one yet, although I will go on to that after I've finished finished the first one. Has it tempted you that much? Well, I've already got the second one because it came with the Codemasters oh, Humble yeah, So I was um, lucky with that, so I didn't have to buy them um, separately. I am. I just want to see what they've done differently. So, the so, so this, is, this is more traditional Dungeon Keeper and not uh, not not new era riddled with microtransaction uh, Dungeon Keeper, no, is it? No, you don't have to stop every four minutes and buy a new imp uh, for £70. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> so it, it goes a little bit quicker than the new Dungeon Keeper. And next game is something that Beastie spoke about, which is Loadout. Mm, yes. I quite enjoyed that. I've, I've only played a, about an hour or so. Um, I think I need to play it with, with people rather than just dropping in random games. I was playing Capture the Flag for the first game, and that lasted about 20 minutes. Yeah, Capture the Flag, like in any of these games, is probably the weakest mode. It's just incredibly either offensive or defensive. It never really pans out very nicely, I think. Um, And the fact that you become unarmed when you get the flag and have that big hammer instead, it's a bit of a... I don't really understand. The other modes are definitely more fun, I'd say. See, I never picked up the flag. I was too busy just sat there watching our guys take it, and then as they were getting chased, just blowing people's limbs off, which I found rather amusing. He's good at that. It's definitely lots of limb blowing up. And <laughs> I think um, I shot someone in their face, and no, I, that was I used a plasma rifle to the face, and afterwards all you could see was just their two little eyes on sticks. Yeah, no head or anything. <laughs> it's. It is very, very gruesome. It is. It's quite in a quite, comedy way. It, it, yeah, it's very kind of um, uh, itchy and scratchy, I guess, would be a way to describe it. Yeah. 
the one thing I don't like is when you press, I think it's left on the D-pad by accident as you're running along and your character decides to do a stupid little dance in the middle of the battlefield, which you can't stop. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, have, I haven't used the joypad while playing it. I've got no idea. Come um, on, basically so doesn't like... use joypad. <laughs> okay. um, it's basically you're pressing the taunt, which I think is like G or something on the keyboard, but I mean, you just don't press it when you're <laughs> normally <laughs> happening, running around killing stuff with your mouse and keyboard. Um, but no, I'm I'm well up to, to play that some more. I just need to find people to play it with. There's some, some guys in the forum of him kind of dipping in and out of it, but as I said last time, for me, it just tempted me to play Team Fortress 2 more, um, and that's really what it succeeded in doing, um, rather than um, pulling me into playing it again. I mean, they, I, I did get a kind of a promo code about because I had server outages and they sent me some um, in-game item guff as a apology, but I don't think I even played the weekend they were talking about, but that's I'm not going <laughs> to moan about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe I need to get maybe I need to get back into it. But I think it's uh, it's quite twitchy. It's kind of more Unreal Tournament than it is um, anything yeah, out there really at the moment. I I have downloaded Team Fortress 2. I haven't actually played that. At oh all. come on, so good. So that will be be next, but I think I need someone to hold my hand through that one because well, again I've got no way, no idea what I'm doing on that. Well, you probably have to, yeah. you have to play with me. Yeah, Beastie's got a couple of hours under his belt. <laughs> yeah, hang on, let's, let's, let's see what the Team Fortress 2 um, hour clock is at the moment. Um, 561 hours. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like me on Football Manager. <laughs> and the next game is cross-platform, but it's Warframe. Now, yes. I mentioned this when, it first, when we first started playing it on the PS4 when it first came out, and we've had a little resurgence this weekend there was I think yesterday there was four of us playing for about six hours non-stop what uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that was possible and no I'm really enjoying it we're building up a nice little clan base we're having we've got um, there's like a dojo where you can fight other members of the clan one on one which is it's quite funny watching me, who's completely overpowered, I think it was against Wolfster or Rich, um, running around trying to get away from me because my guy's level 30 and they're about level 10. And I think it lasted about 30 seconds. Oh, to be, um, to be perfectly fair, I mean, I haven't booted this game up yet, but neither have I deleted it from my PS4 either. For a free game for the PS4, it's great. And it now has trophy support as well. So there are trophies on it. Ooh. If you are, yeah. If you like shiny trophies. Yeah, we're not, we're not all platinum hunters like you, Yoda. <laughs> I've only got three. <laughs> oh, only three. On on the new console that only has about three games out for it. <laughs> and the final game is Command and Conquer Red Alert Two. <sighs> now, go on. No, oh. it's not Starcraft. No, this. The, I I always. Isn't, re- this, isn't this one? It's still good. Yeah, this is probably the the best. Red Alert Two is still it's still because it's still it's not the 3D one. That's Red Alert Three. Th- th- yeah. Two was still the good one. I'm yeah, I 
Yeah, the, the, I have always wanted to play this game, and unfortunately this game has the dubious honour of practically being the final nail in the coffin for my Xbox 360. After I think I paid the uh, price of some of about 3.99 for it in some sale, um, and the Xbox won't download it. Oh, great. You should just pick it up from EA yeah. Origin Store. <laughs> I know, it's EA, but hey. I really enjoy Command & Conquer. Red Alert 2 is by far my favourite. I've wasted so many hours playing. I'd probably go as far as saying at Beastie's level of Team Fortress 2, if not more. Just playing skirmishes, sat there, building my army, watching them come one by one and then just annihilating them. And Always as British. Yeah. Always as the British, because you can put snipers out in the fields. And right. as snipers there's... were good. They were good. I have... Yeah, just having them... Go on. I have fond memories of the original Command & Conquer Red Alert. When, uh, back when I was about 16 or 17, um, I bought it for the PS1, took it up to my friend's house, and we sort of <laughs> played it played it on two TVs in his bedroom for about eight hours at a time <laughs> with a system link cable. <laughs> Those were the days. They were the days. They were the days. There's also the the Yuri's Revenge add-on, the DLC yep. for, yeah, yeah. and that's that is really good. There's being able to, I think, get is your it, own troops and put them in the grinder to make more money. Yeah, is it? It's it, always. Yeah, don't well, they have that like that mastermind thing where you could take over the minds of other units and. In the in the in what let Euro's Revenge, you like the tank goes around and you can then take over other tanks and other units and make them under yeah. your control. Yeah, the mind control with the with the little Yuri clones. Yeah, and I've if anyone hasn't played Commander Conquer Alert Two, Karki, mm. go out and buy it because it is by far the best of the series. No, I I do. There's a special warm cuddly place in my heart for all the Command and Conquer games. Aside from the obviously fantastic gameplay, they're always worthwhile playing just to see which uh, chuff Z list out of work sci-fi actors they've reeled in for the uh, FMV oh, sequences. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the only thing I like about generals was the fact that you can stick the sniper in the Humvees and they actually snipe out the Humvees as they're driving around. They do. That's quite nice. They're little um, adaptable vehicles and whatever you put in there it would change into that type. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's quite cool. So, and that is all I've really been playing. How's your four in February doing? Aside well, from the obvious. Do you know, Dead Space 3 was going really, really well until somebody stopped playing oh. for no reason whatsoever. Clark. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Snap's been away from work and I'm uh, I'm not allowed to look ignorant when she's off work and play computer games. So, One uh, night wouldn't have hurt. <laughs> no, believe me, it would have done because, for, as I've said before, my PC's about six feet away from the uh, armchair in the living room, which would have... Probably not gone down too well when she's trying to watch <laughs> catch up on shite like Hollyoaks and I'm screaming at you down the uh, microphone. <laughs> um, and I've played some more of To The Moon, but I still don't get that game. You're not cried yet, I've, then? No, I haven't. I just, I'm just now going through it and clicking away and not really... It's not pulled me in at all. So, and I don't think I've got enough time to complete another game 
So I might just have to try and persevere just to to say that yes, I have completed it, but <laughs> it's not for me at all. Yeah, that, so, that, yeah. That, that's a game I'm obviously going to try and aspire to once I uh, finally load up my uh, adventure game maker or whatever the hell it was, RPG maker. DX, DX. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's happening. That's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Or it will happen one day. Right, was that you, Yoda? That is me, yeah. That's uh, pretty short for me this week. Go on, Beastie, you're up. Sorry, mate. You might have to edit out um, something. I've just tried to... My Skype recording's not recording. I was wondering if yours is a, is working. No, mine's working fine. And I can't be okay. asked doing editing because I'm shite at it. So, okay, well, uh, so bit a bit, bit of uh, bit of behind the scenes banter for you there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's all the excitement. <laughs> um, okay, for me, well, Vimes has gone out, gone on about this game for quite a while as being the best tower defense game, and um, so I thought, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're about to shoot it out the water, aren't you? <laughs> No, 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 oh, no, no, really? no, 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 no
story options. But yeah, it's quite good, quite nice fun. Um, but yeah, I'll. I guess you want a tower defense game. I, I suppose it's a good way to go. I mean, especially if you're like me, you've already bought it and it's free. Um, <laughs> so it's good. Anyway, I thought I should go on to um, Titanfall, um, which I have been quite um, apprehensive over. I think that's pretty fair. Um, the beta was free um, last week. I think it ended Sunday last week. And um, was it week before? I can't remember. The week before, wasn't it? Sunday, a week ago. And uh, I thought, oh, do I give it a go? I'll see how I get on with it. And um, I'm running it. Runs very, very well on my uh, home PC. Ran terribly on my work PC. I have to say, I was really surprised. Even at low settings, it was uh, a slightly older graphics card, which I have now complained about in getting another graphics card from my PC because I thought it was only fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the now, I all I can, okay. What I can say about it is it's I found it fun, which is good. That's most definitely how I felt. I thought well, this is quite good fun. This is quite nice. Um, it is even with all the bells and whistles of my kind of PC, it, the textures are still pretty ugly though. Um, it's inside the the Titan, for example. It reminds me a bit of. Um, Bioshock, when you kind of go back and look at it now, you're kind of thinking, all those textures when you look up close are a bit ugly. Yeah. Uh, They're definitely a kind of a long distance fox effect where from a distance it's like, oh, that's quite nice and get near, like, oh, Jesus. Um, That's kind of how it works. And it's, I have had good fun. I I thought, you know, I'm really going to go for it. So I maxed level capped at level 14 while playing it. But to be fair, I was doing about a level a match based upon the points I was getting. So I got through that fairly quickly. And it, it's very much that Battlefield 4 kind of Call of Duty approach where it's a little bit of content each time you do things. So do this and you get this unlocked. Do this, you get that thing. Do this, you get another thing. Um, which is good and bad, but considering they had clearly no matchmaking at all, I mean, I was being level one and everyone else on my team was level 14 if I was on the other team was level 14 you're like okay this is not, <laughs> this is clearly not well matched um, <laughs> but it was fun it was certainly horrible the first few games while you kind of get the feel for it and I was really surprised that um, when they say Titanfall they're kind of accurate in both in terms of you get them really really quickly um, they, they just, like, I, I, the first time I played the game my first Titan was ready 15 seconds after I started playing the match um, or 30 seconds maybe it was really really quick um, and then also they die very quickly as well how uh, was all Titan thing work I mean what, what what do you do is it allocated to you just run around the map and find one I thought it'll be like one person in the team out of six because it's a six aside isn't it and yeah, part yeah. of my objection comes down to well we'll come to that in a bit um, so the, the six so I just presume there'll be like one titan at a time so one person has a titan they lose it and then the, the highest score in that period or something would get another titan does that make sense I thought they might do something like that but it appears to be um, uh, based on how many sc- points you get in a period of time um, and it, it, it seems doesn't it might do but doesn't seem to acknowledge other titans on the map so um, for example, in a game I was playing, um, the I think it's the hard point map where this is the control point, very battlefield, 
in that regard. Um, and I spawned it, got my Titan, um, popped up and, I, and it basically shoots down from the sky in a kind of, um, uh, dawn of war kind of dreadnought drop type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there and it will basically have a force around it and it will be basically allocated to me. So I'd run along and jump at it. And the animations I say are brilliant. Is you, if you, sometimes you jump along, you can, you dive between its legs, the type, the Titan will grab you and stick it inside its kind of Titan mouth. <laughs> Um, so it's got some quite nice touches like that, um, except when you look also you look in the cockpit, it looks ghastly. Um, but you'll then can you're, you're trundle around in against normal um, people, you just just decimate them absolutely. They, there's there's no you know also in Battlefield when you when you you've got your your anti vehicle weapons, you do yeah. feel like you're doing damage to them. You really feel like you're oh I've smashed him now. There's no like C4 hero type thing. Um, you can jump on top and start shooting at the Titan, like pull its components at the top and go smashing into it, which is kind of a, an animated thing you do, rather than a, you're not actually, you just get in here and press a button and it will kind of do this attack. And that does quite a bit of damage. Um, but so, uh, no matter how many times I fired my anti-Titan weapon, as it's called, uh, kind of the slow firing kind of homing rocket, it seemed to make no discernible difference to it. It at least didn't obviously look like I was doing much damage to it. How do they? Uh, how, how do they actually control? Um, well, it's quite bizarre because early game you're just you're just a man and you're massively flexible. So you you've got this parkour. They even call it that, and you can bounce off walls, double jump, and you're you're flying around everywhere. There's no recoil on the gunfire. You're just literally bobbing around everywhere. Um, then you get in the Titan. And all of a sudden, there's a a, a a small lip on the path, and you can't get past it. Um, it's a little bit like that. Um, there's no jumping. You can dart around, and as, as I kind of got more used to it, I found that I was improving quite a lot. And I kind of knew how to dodge, and I knew how to do different things. But having a different um, different buttons for what you're doing in the Titan, as you are um, as a this normal person, it gets a bit frustrating. It's like, well, okay, so which button do I press now? Is a lot of keys I found to play it properly, um, more than I was used to. I think a, there's a button, obviously the WASAD, then there's a button on Q, a button on E, a button on R, a button on F, a button on V, a button on C, a button on X. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> and the amount of times I pressed the button, like, okay, I'm in a fine rocket, so I've ejected myself out of the Titan. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> And it's got some nice touches overall, but it's, it's a bit odd. So you do move around. You're very much on a single plane. You, as a Titan, you feel a lot less fluid. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that was my worry about it. That, historically, for many mech games that I've played, they just seem so extremely slow moving. It feels like you're playing a... a you're sort of back to a slow-moving version of the old classic Doom control scheme. You, well, it does have a boost. If you press space, which is normally your jump button, it will boost forward. Which you can do. I think that you only get one um, Titan type in the beta, but there's others, and you can. I think they must move around a lot quicker. Um, but it was okay. I mean, the Titan was okay. I, I actually found early game to be better um, because. Uh, th- uh, let me just get on my gripes for the game. It's <laughs> the gripes I have with it. Um, <laughs> Early game, when you effectively no one has a Titan, you run around this normal kind of shooter with capturing points, and the person who's doing best will get a Titan first. That's pretty much how it works. 
Um, and of course, when you get tight in the beginning, you're the first one to get tiny, it feels like you've got something important because A, you're the only one with it, and B, you can actually affect the other enemies far, far greater. Later in the game, it all becomes Titan versus Titan, and then the men versus the men, rather than the, inter- the intermingling is kind of fairly minor because it's hard to take down the Titans as a man, and you want to take down the other Titans so it doesn't kill your men. So you're kind of it's a bit of a sniper wars in most games are the snipers they're not kind of shooting each other rather than actually doing anything else that's kind of what happens with the titans um then there's the um 6v6 limitation oh all right brief technical hitch there beastie please carry on about your uh, six versus six griping six versus six griping okay so they announced that the game was balanced for 6v6 and there was no reason to go beyond that and of which I was very, very cynical. And um, from playing it, I feel that I'm completely correct. <laughs> uh, there was there's absolutely no reason um, for for the limitation that I can work out. And this brings me to the bots in the game. Now, the bots, I guess, are quite a nice touch in the sense of building an atmosphere. Um, so it makes it feel like there's a battleground and think they're dropping in and out. But there's several problems with them. Firstly, they are rubbish. Like, utter... They are just fodder. Utter, utter fodder. Um, but one of the problems with them being fodder is... you. It's really hard to tell them apart from normal players at a glance. Because they look like the normal players. And they're also never in Titans, but just normal humans. Um, and they've got the same red mark above the head. Now, of course, it does say grunt if you look closely or if you're nearer to them or um, spectre, the other thing they use. Um, but when you're in a heat of battle and you're running around quite quick, the game's fairly fast. You just shoot it. You see, think, oh, that's a target. I'm going to try and take it out. The amount of times I died while killing a grunt by getting flanked from somebody else was just really common. I wasn't the only person. I was some of the guys at work had a similar thing. It's really frustrating. I'm like, well, why is that? They're no, no threat to me. And all they're doing is basically distracting me from killing the actual targets I need to worry about, which is other players. Um, now, that's fine. That's okay. I just didn't see why they couldn't have um, just more players on the map. So I think, well, just slow, l- l- lower the respawn rate of the Titans and just have it at least, at least be like 8v8 or 12v12. They'll be far more compelling having lots of players running around building the atmosphere rather than having bots building the atmosphere. They've got to have the ability to do it. Surely if they're putting that many bots in, putting swapping them out for humans. <sighs> I honestly I don't I cannot work out why they've limited it. I really cannot work it out. <laughs> um, it isn't the CA. It is EA. So, it is EA. so we'll probably see what 12, 12 versus 12 is uh, payable content, or uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, it, maybe. yeah it'll, it'll be the big selling point for the sequel. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've already called out on the forum that I think the burn cards, which is a feature you get at like level 7 or 8 or something, is going to be EA's MTX money machine. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I really think they're going to do it. Mm. The burn cards are basically one-use cards, which you can have three of in a, in a match. And um, when you use them, it gives you some kind of boost. Like, for that life, 
you'll have super speed or kind of effectively. So you run two or three times faster than normal. That's quite a big difference um, as a user. So I can see them selling, oh, if you buy this pack, you get this magical unlock, which is a really, really powerful. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, uh, no, no, no. I think you're absolutely on the money there. Um, <laughs> and that will kind of bring me to my other gripe is, this is a lot of money to pay for this game. £45. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it cheaper with like, some scratch-off sites and everything else, but the official price is £45. For a game that's got no single player and only 6v6, nothing I did play, nothing I, of what I experienced, I thought, this justifies that cost. If you can pick it up for 25 quid, okay, it'd be quite tempting. Or like, it was like 19.99. Okay, do you know what? Absolutely go for this, guys. It's going to be really good fun. Pick it up. Um, the price does make me think that... They're really trying to sting people early for this and get them all dropping all the money early on it and then discount later. I, um, I, I'm sorry, there's, there's absolutely no chance I'm picking this up unless it becomes very cheap in a sale. Yeah, hopefully that will happen. Um, It'll be when uh, EA do their Humble Bundle 2 just before Titanfall 2 comes out. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, having said that, I mean... What I did feel, what I did experience from where, from this weekend, if it not been playable, was I did fancy playing it. So while I've got sort of my concerns about the game and uh, criticism, which I, I do, do think justified, um, I could go into more detail, but I'm really going to spare really salt. Um, uh, I did think to myself, uh, do you know what? I, if this was available this weekend to play. I, I dropped some money to play this because I fancy playing it, if that makes sense. It kind of pulled me enough to think, oh, this was fine, I fancy playing it. Um, I don't think it will have the same kind of life of Modern Warfare or Battlefield. I think it's one of those games that I'm going to get joy out of and, and play for a few weeks. I don't see this being the next Team Fortress 2 for me. Um, but in the short term, a little kind of run-and-gun shooter, it was quite good fun. Um, so... We'll see, we'll see. But I, I have a feeling that it's probably going to succeed more because of its um, time to market in a before about three months of gaming lull. Yeah, well, exactly. Post Christmas, I think that there'll be a big buzz around it. Um, but keep an eye out for it. Hopefully, they'll do some more demos and do some more um, promos on it. And maybe it's worth going to the scratch off sites from Poland or wherever you can get it for twenty five pounds, and that's maybe a more a more sensible price for it. Absolutely. Mm. Um, anyway, I've witted on, so I'm going to pr- briskly go through the other games I've oh, picked no, up. Oh, no, you're, you're not dodging past the uh, one after this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I'll, I'll happily give that the, the beastie treatment. Um, so, um, one of the kind of random games um, I just picked up, and then you kind of sit there and think, I'm actually trying playing something quite cheap. Um, I found this little pixel art game called Risk of Rain. Um, it's going to have controller support, but doesn't seem to work. So I end up using the kind of keyboard controls, which involved using the arrow keys to um, move around, and then the, the uh, letter keys to do the actions, which is a bit frustrating because it's kind of against what I normally do. Um, and it's a uh, it's a bit of a roguelike game, two dimensional. Um, 2D plane and you're like this kind of I don't mean bounty hunter type character who lands on a planet and you have to just shoot 
the enemies around you and discover the um the, some kind of warp gate to get you back off this this area onto the next zone or i guess it's a man work i can't tell you because i never managed to successfully survive long enough to get through the first warp hole um because it, it the monsters just spawn continuously so you can kill out you jump up to a platform and kill these all the little lizardy pixel men and then you run along and small spawn um, and because i found the controls quite clunky it was just frustrating. I kept pressing the Z button rather than the X button and do a different special ability and be like, oh, this is so annoying. Um, but eventually I kind of got the feel for it. And even then, at the end of the level, you basically have a big boss to fight with loads of spawning em- enemies. And it was just more than I could just tolerate. So it kind of got quit out. It will probably be uninstalled and probably never played again. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. But we'll see. Um have one game, one game I did want to try, and this is purely Ugh. because yeah, I know. Um, have you played it? Clarky? Yeah, you played it. Well, very, 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 very brief. Go on it. Now I get a bajillion requests via Facebook and all the types to play Candy Crush. No, all the time. <laughs> really, all the time. Um, and it's one of those games that I've looked at and thought, isn't this just like kind of bejeweled or um, what was that kind of the old Sega? Um, Game Gear game was it the the the, oh, the mean beams, mean yeah. beams, so, yeah, and columns as well. But I just thought, okay, surely this this game is as shallow as it comes, and I can't see why this has got any kind of <laughs> traction. So I thought, you know, what, I'll I'll pick it up. Um, I'll pick up this free. I'll just download on my phone and give it a whirl. Um, so I did. And you basically match up different coloured shapes with others in three lines. I mean, it's really very basic. Um, now, what's quite interesting about uh, what's more talking point is the clearly the nonsense of how the game MTX is. Oh, yeah. um, the first, like, ten levels were, like, laughably easy. I mean, it was just, yeah, 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 smashing through, getting, getting way through them. And... Then it started to, well, I guess level 14 and 15, it started to really slow down while I was just failing. Even though my high score was massive for the level, because I hadn't burst all the bubbles on the level, which I'm guessing was probably impossible. And I've got a feeling that this whole game is set up around an algorithm of, you cannot do this. Um, but it doesn't tell you that. So you have to go through the, 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 the whole process of playing it will give you five lives and if you, after the five lives go up, there's a 20 minute cooldown of which of course you can pay some money to absolutely refresh that cooldown um and you think well there's no, there was no way for me to finish that I, I, I spend like the three bubbles need to burst like for 20 turns of the game and you simply can't there's no i'm doing everything i can to get shapes down there and you're like there's nothing i can do there's actually nothing i can do to make this happen and it's just a trick to make you spend money on or you can have five more turns at 69p 69p for five more turns when i say turns here i mean the cost of a turn is you moving one shape to another to another one. Oh yeah I, I, 69p i mean the, the miss the miss is absolutely addicted to this game i mean she, she was off work last week and you know we pretty much settled down to a movie a night sort of thing and uh We'd be watching away, and about 20 minutes into the film, I'd just sort of look over at her, and I could see the uh, I could see the iPhone display lit up in her face. Uh, I just I just shout over, "You're playing that shat again, aren't you, love?" 
then she'd just look at me and guiltily go, yeah. I, you know what, I guess what makes me feel is, it makes me feel cross, because there are some really good games out there, even like games like Kingdom Rush that are fairly accessible, not yeah, too complex. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that are on these devices that you could engage with. Why these awful, awful games that are just money grinders? I have got um, a confession. I think I'm up to something like 120-odd. Right, so if you get, get out get out of the call... Do you, do you do you have some kind of special like kind of um, group you 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 have to speak to and a sponsor to try and cut back? No, do you know I I I gave up. Um, I stopped playing this ages and ages ago. It was there was competition between myself and my mother who who kept trying to beat me, and I was I was finding it highly amusing every time going round, and she's going, "You're you've got further, haven't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then she would sit there for the rest of the time I was there trying to get past me. So no, much. Okay, so this goes. I'm not going to play anymore, and I'm mm-hmm. going to level uh, level twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Is my synopsis of how it works accurate based upon your experience? Yeah, they. Oh, I, you, I, you can't win every level. There's no. There's yeah. no. It's all completely random. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's random. I it, think it's a, I think oh, there's a preset there, algorithm. No, yeah, there is. It's impossible. It, it's like you get with Tapped Out and Dungeon Keeper. If you if you play those games without spending money, no matter what you do, you won't progress at any great speed through no. it. No. And I don't know. I think I think it's had its day. What's really got me with this now is the way that they're just trying to be the, the big I am's going, oh, well, you've got Saga in your name, we want you to drop it. Um, we, <laughs> you can't use the, the word candy anymore because we've trademarked it. I just think it's ridiculous. I think they, they've they stolen a game, like what's yeah. been around for yeah. a long time. Yes, they've made a lot of money from it now, but if what gives them the right to go, well, you can't use Saga, you can't use candy, it's just... Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah. Games like this just make me worry about the direction that gaming is going to take in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's probably a good kind of talking point maybe for a future show to have this kind of conversation because I think we could be caught in this in a long time. But I agree. I'm. It worries me, and this is why I'm concerned by some of the actions of what EA are doing recently. And I'm, this isn't kind of the pettiness of things like Horse Summer, but actual gameplay limiting factors is a big concern and I can see these certainly more corporate companies trying to find ways to nickel and dime players and it is a concern. Um, oh, yeah, the fact that they're sneaking it into their you yeah. know, their fifty quid titles as well is somewhat yeah, worrying. That yeah. is worrying. Um but yeah, I honestly I think on another show we should have maybe a, a talking point about it. Um but it'd be good to hear what other listeners are thinking but I'm pretty certain having chat with the forum I think it's a, a general consistent cons- consistent concern over it. Um anyway Move on to my last game, and before I get to my project-based item, um, still playing Dungeon Keeper 2. Um, still really enjoying it. I'm kind of stuck in the uh, My Pet Dungeon stuff at the moment because it's quite good fun because everything's yep. available. Um, I have to say, for a game that came out in 1999, there are very few games that can still appeal to me. Um, uh, I mean, the graphics are massively out of date, <laughs> and I'm desperate to see what it would be like with just that sheen of polish. Um, Imagine it's running at high resolution; it'd be so much better. It but, would, yeah. 
it's a it's a cracking little game. It really is um, kind of bullfrog at its best, kind of post theme hospital, and it really is a great great game. Um, so I still reckon picking it up on um, good old games. Hopefully, some people picked up the first one um, on good old games for free um, last week, which I thought was a, a super super deal considering the horrors of Dungeon Keeper on them. Oh, don't, get on don't get that. Let's not swing back to that one again. Um, so on more positive notes, um, I've decided that I've had. I, mean, I mentioned this kind of last year that a bit of a new PC itch, um, and um, I've been thinking for quite a while about, get, about getting a new one because I can't. It was uh, probably two, three years ago. Um, I originally got this PC in its base unit. Um, Is this a honest, shell-shaped one? Well, no, that's because that was my upgrade that I did ah. uh, last year. Well, last year, probably something like that. Um, but it was originally it was the case that, that Vimesy now has was the original um, PC that it came from. But the motherboards, the CPU are still the same. Um, the RAM is still the same. Um, the only things, the change that changed in the case... Um, uh, and the callers particularly and the hard drives um no no I, I'm, I'm always interested in listening to this stuff because obviously what what vimes he gets i end up getting <laughs> no, this, is true. this is true um so i've decided to sell the silent beast pc um i, I still really i still like it. it's still a very good unit i can't really have any complaints about it at all it's uh it runs really well um i just fancy kind of just doing the upgrade that i haven't done for a while um i was kind of tempted because the new um nvidia 750 cards have come out and it looks like they're going to be um a passive cooler option and still be fairly pokey little cards so i was kind of tempted just to keep it to build a totally silent gaming pc um but really i, I want to make new so invariably i build pcs for other people all the time so when it comes to doing my pc i don't want to do that <laughs> in any way um, so I went, I've been looking around for a while, tried various sites and none of them quite have, have the options I wanted and can get the builds I liked. Um, so I found this, this, um, Scottish, uh, PC gaming company called Utopia. Yeah. Um, and they do, um, the road, they do custom, they do the roam rigs, but they can allow you pretty much do anything you want with them pretty much you can say i want to change this motherboard and whatever else and i didn't really want to do that they've um got one of the models called a pandora which is based upon the smaller version of my pc i had originally three years ago it's a kind of um i guess a kind of 10 inch 12 inch high pc um fairly small kind of kind of cube looks a bit like a, a cubed new mac pro kind of size and um, and I quite like the case, and I thought, oh, it'd be quite interesting. Um, and in there, you can get still a, a full size, literally top to bottom graphics card will fit in there, just about. Um, and they do, you can do custom paint jobs, you can do uh, water cooling, want to go quite extreme. So I told the service quite good. I gave him a call. Um, the guy was really helpful on the phone. He just what I'd wanted to get from it, and what he said, I wouldn't recommend you doing this, I would recommend you doing that. So it's quite used to, didn't like try to upsell a different graphics card saying, oh, this would be better. It was, we're quite sensible about how I wanted it to be quite thermal, thermally quite good and don't, didn't want to have a big fan, um, kind of airing all the time I'm playing. So we had a good chat about it. So, 
Um, I ordered one. Um, I've got it's a i7 um, 3770 or 477. I can't remember which anyway. It's 4770 um, CPU, which is their kind of the, the top end of the standard Haswell CPUs. 16 gig of RAM, a 780 graphics card, um, an SSD drive, obviously, but I'm going to donor one from my current setup to go in there. Um, and that's kind of it because it's that's all you can fit in the case. It's quite small. Um, but one thing I am having done to it, the company that make it, they um, can do um, paintwork on the outside. Now, obviously, I wasn't going to have anything garish like a wolf or something stupid on it. <laughs> um, a wolf but, howling at the moon. Exactly. And they're kind of those awful T-shirts people wear and you just think, oh, why are you wearing that? <laughs> um, the... Um, but they, they can do like these really garish paint colours. And I thought, about, I thought well, that'd be quite cool. I'd get some really kind of cool. And I thought, do you know what? I, that's going to just fuck me off <laughs> if I do something like that. So I've actually gone for this a kind of metallic white. I thought that, you know, that, that won't annoy me in the future. That I think, oh, I always look quite nice. It won't ever look too over the top. Um, but I'm having getting them done to it. So it's got this metallic white kind of cube. And they're going to put a, um orange aperture logo on the front of it. Um, in vinyl, so I can just peel it off. I hate it. Um, ma- matching the portal kind of um, aperture laboratories design, I thought that look similar-ish <laughs> to nice. the game. Um, I'll take some snaps when it arrives, which they send in a, a wooden crate when they send oh, it to you. Oh, marvelous! Cool. Yeah, I know that's quite impressive. Um, I think it's got like a ten-year guarantee as well. It's quite it good. Has, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna hopefully in the next week that should arrive, and I think Proton's interested in the Silent Beast if um, he's allowed from the boss. He said. <laughs> um, I, I can't wait for the uh, the garish unboxing video that you'll uh, no doubt film, Beastie. Well, that's that's <laughs> that does sound unlike me, but we <laughs> try to do something with it. But yeah, so hopefully new PC will be arriving, and I'll be um, waxing lyrical or probably as normal, just kind of playing games quite happily. And, it will seamlessly fit into my PC gaming schedule. Marvellous. Right, and on that we better move on to my poor list. Uh, yeah. you've, got good, you've got some good games here, though. Well, at least a good game. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the missus was off work last week, which basically demoted me down to playing things on my iPad. The first of which is Plague Inc. Um, I have played this a lot before, and I really like it. Uh, the reason I went back to it is I did notice that the they've actually released this on Steam now, haven't they? Um, which is kind of a beefed up edition of the uh, the tablet version. So I, I thought I'd boot it up because uh, maybe there'd be a few extras on, and lo and behold, there are. Um, they've added some new scenarios to it, so you can you can kind of uh, play through things like the Black Death. Uh, but sort oh, of, cool! But sort of in, yeah, yeah. I thought that at first, but it's sort of in a modern setting, so I, it, it, you know, it doesn't really take away the uh, the whole boats and planes thing as transmission vectors, which I thought was well, boats they could keep, but certainly not planes. Yeah, yeah, certainly not planes. They've uh, they, they've just they've added a few more scenarios. Unfortunately, my iPads out of reach. So I can't tell you exactly what they are, but uh, they they seem to kind of. Uh, Take out certain factors of the game, as you say, like the airplanes, the boats. Um, some of them, I think, take out certain transmission vectors, like the animals that you normally have to uh, spread the disease. But yeah, um, this is just another one of those fabulous games that just seems to eat time. 
It is. I mean, I, I, I love playing this when I was, I mean, I remember sitting there, I think it was Christmas the year before last and had some kind of friends there and sitting there having conversations about, oh, look, I, I, I even need to make this as far as hyper viral, um, but not late, not lethal until later. <laughs> Just kind yeah. of the, the comedy about, oh, I've infected Africa. Um, and it, it's definitely got a kind of macabre. Yeah. Or, or, or the frustration that, Greenland never seems to get infected with anything. <laughs> it's all about having birds for that. I normally yeah. found the avian avian um, route. Yeah, I, I mean, I did, I, uh, I did maybe to my detriment a while ago pay for some of the extra features that this game offers. Um, obviously, naturally, I, I couldn't bypass the zombie epidemic option. <laughs> of course, which is uh, which is brilliant. I mean, that that in itself it completely changes the game because. Um, you, as as it starts to spread, you'll, the countries will start developing a cure for it. But as soon as you get to the point where you add the symptom of reanimating the dead, it, it kind of changes the game completely. So rather than trying, I'm down, I'm re-downloading this. Yeah. So rather than rather than trying to cure it, they're now trying to obviously fight off this zombie epidemic. Um, and you can. You can sort of get buff, sort of buffs for the plague, like you can harden up your zombies, make their, give them cranial plating. Um, one good thing as well is um, they, they tend to decay very quickly in countries that they infect, so you can sort of boost their, uh, you can sort of boost their resistance to sort of decaying or make them, make them reanimate once they've been downed or suffered head trauma. <laughs> Double reanimation. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, what, what one one that I do like as well, it's uh, an, an extra buff. Is you can actually you sort of pick, you, you sort of uh, spend your DNA points on this buff, and basically if you click, if if say obviously Greenland being the usual country that never seems to get infected with anything, if I've got a good sort of uh, foothold in Canada, I can press on the little icon press on Canada, and then drag the icon across to Greenland, and the zombies kind of start migrating across the ocean. <laughs> Ooh. I, this, is, this is sounding... This is much improved. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the zombie thing was out quite a while ago. Um, I, 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 only, uh, I only... I only actually remembered that. I actually paid for that when... Uh, about a week after I re-downloaded it again, I thought, oh, I didn't have the zombie thing before. But yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a whole lot of fun to play. Uh, and I... I just like I just love the whole the, the almost macabre sort of reports that come along the ticker at the top while you're playing the game. Oh, it's great. I love it. It's it's really kind of maybe because I'm horrible, but it's <laughs> I I oh, it really does get me excited killing all these people. <laughs> yeah, and and it, far as I say, the first time I downloaded this, I had it on my uh, old iPhone, and I have to say it, it is. Obviously not groundbreaking, but it does look nice on an iPad. Yeah, I think I only played an iPad. Yeah, I imagine it'd be quite frustrating on a phone. It, it was trying to sort of click on the little countries and pop all of yeah. the bubbles because I think even the maximum zoom out, you kind of have to struggle to hit some of the uh, some of the sort of more, sort of more uh, northernly countries and get the yeah. uh, they get the bubbles to burst. Yeah. So yeah, play again, lots of fun. Um, I also. Um, I remember Beastie talking about this a long, long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, and downloaded Robot Unicorn Attack 2. Yeah, it's its name alone gives it at least <laughs> at least worth a, a bash. Absolutely. Um, which is just basically one of those... Uh, what what genre does it fall into? One of those continually running... 
Um, I don't know, actually. What do you call it as a, I mean. It's kind of a Temple Run-esque game. It is Temple Run, but what you would call it as a, I guess, a, 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 a run em up. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's get our trademarked. But yeah, I, I, I do, uh, I do like this game. You basically, uh, control a, uh, robot unicorn and run across this, uh, 2D landscape, jumping. Collecting things, um, dying frequently. Yes, very frequently. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the furthest I've got, I think I've got twenty thousand points in one run so far. I can't remember at all what I was getting. I've got no idea. Yeah, I, I just love the whole uh, the whole design aspect of it. I just think it's very, uh, very, uh, very pop culture, isn't it? It is. It is definitely very much so. Yeah, uh, and obviously. Uh, Anyone who buys this game, of course, has to download the uh, Erasure song always as well, which is uh, basically its accompanying tune, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, for a little game. I mean, it's it all pretty much the same, but it's the campus one you can get, and that's always quite funny. Oh, absolutely, brilliant! Yeah, I, I, I downloaded it. Oh, it's it's funny. I love some of the things that pop up in the background, like the uh, the giant unicorn whale that just sort of. Uh, Flies past you. I think it's brilliantly thought it's, out. It's uh, it's there's it's got some very nice little uh, quirky touches in the game. Absolutely. Uh, and then obviously because Bamsy brought this up, I thought I'd give it a try. Uh, I downloaded. Why? No. Why uh, yourself. I downloaded the free trial of Eve. And to be honest with you, it it looks like an absolutely enormous game. But I I just can't get over the fact that you can't you have no real control over your ship. Yeah, the whole point-click thing makes us... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, with things like, you know, the Elite elite Dangerous and Star Citizen on the horizon, I think I'm just going to sort of ha- hang back and plump for one of those when they're released. Um, I, I can see why I can see why this game's massive and big up to anyone players on it. They'll probably get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I, it's, it's just not something I'm prepared to sink my time into. I've tried about three or four times to get into it, and for one time i did play it for about a month or two um but i still didn't touch the surface of the game at all in that period and i was like oh it, it isn't it, collecting loot isn't even fun in that game it's no, just like, it, oh. it, i think you, you need to be in a particular frame of mind to play it as well because it, it, it's an absolutely immense game to get into i mean the tutorial you carefully sort of reading through about 19 pages worth of text before you even get anywhere with your ship and no, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wait for something that might be a little bit more accessible for me. So yeah, it's a bit of a thumbs down for Eve, but obviously not in a derogatory way because I can fully see why people get a lot of enjoyment out of this. Sure. Um, and finally, on sort of a uh, news at ten and another news kind of ending to my uh, review section, um, and giving a big fi- uh, middle finger to the Daily Mail. Um, my my five year old son was sent homework for uh, for the half term, which was basically to write about pirates. So <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely so I immediately thought I play Assassin's Creed Four. Those tend to be historically accurate. So uh, yeah, I, I spent another couple of hours as a kind of plundering in my ship with my son sat on my knee watching me. <laughs> And we managed to get a nice, uh, nice two page, two page spread on all about Blackbeard, and even did a lovely drawing of his uh, his particular uh, pirate flag. So yeah, v- well, 
did, I, I guess for a five-year-old, doesn't need to be massively historically accurate. Well, no, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so yeah. Uh, contrary to what everyone tells you, uh, video games do help with your education. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's about me, really. Bit of a short list, but there you go. The missus is off, but I've got to finish Dead Space Three. Uh, well, the missus is back at work, but I've got to finish Dead Space Three with Yoda now, haven't I? So yeah, that'll, pro- that'll probably be taking up the rest of this week. Okay, releases. The 26th of February. Pac-Man Museum. I couldn't work out what this was. That's why I did the link. I'm guessing. I, I'm guessing we don't care. No, I, I, I'm, I'm clicking on it now, but I've already guessed it's. Oh yes, it's a compendium of all Pac-Man. the different, yeah, yeah, all the different <laughs> Pac-Man games. Marvelous. Moving on from that, we have Shadow Run Dragonfall. That kind of falls very similar to the other category of like. I don't know if anybody is worried about that at all. Yeah, well, I thought I'd give you a link because I'm kind. No, no, that's pretty good. But when I click on the link, all it does is give me a picture of the box art and a blank. Yeah, that, obviously, a, uh, obviously a gripping game, game changer, and all that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Castlevania: Lord of Shadow 2 on the 28th of February. I, I'm still surprised these games came out. I mean, it's, it's a pretty um, long-lasting IP, Castlevania, isn't it? I mean, oh, absolutely. I remember playing that on my NES. In the 80s, so I've got a surprising stuff about there, but I'm I have no idea if this is a PC version of a console um, title. I don't know at all. I'm it, it, of... it, it, I, 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 they kind of released it side by side with the console versions, I think. But uh, okay. uh, uh, Symphony of the Night, I think, is the uh, best of all the Castlevania games. Uh, I did buy the original Lord of Shadows on Xbox, and I think I played it for a couple of hours and just thought, yeah. Yeah, there's better types of game than this. Yeah. Um, again, Capcom, obviously not happy with milking just about every IP they have, uh, releasing Resident Evil 4 for the PC. Yes, in HD version, apparently. Um, but I can't believe at this stage anybody's be, going to be picking this up in any great number. I'd, I mean, it's surely it's too late. I mean, oh. a GameCube game <laughs> now... <laughs> Yeah, well, especially after kind of two relatively disappointing titles as well. Is it, is it really enough to say, look, 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 Resident Evil 4, the best one of all? Nah. Nah. I yeah. think not. Thief 4, um, which I, I kind of skirted around Twitter today. This seems to be getting a few negative reviews. Yeah, certainly getting some very average reviews. Um, that's always good because I didn't bother pre-ordering it until this weekend, which it's... um. Getting some crackingly negative reviews, which, do you know yeah. what? It was about 25 quid on Steam, so it was, I thought, oh, I'll give it a whirl. I, I, I miss a stealth-style game. Um, I enjoyed the previous Thief games. I thought, give, give it a go. Um, I, yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, I, I was kind of put off when I saw some comment about it being rated as a below-average Dishonored, <laughs> which is quite unusual, considering Dishonored was a kind of... Uh, Base kind of in a way on Thief, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit like saying you're. Um, yeah, I'm, I, it, I, yeah. There's no way it, it is exactly based on Thief. There's, uh, but hey, well, we will uh, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, yours and Vams's breakdown of this game <laughs> on a on a future show. It'll be good. Right, are we all right to carry on? Or do you want a break? Power through. Power through. Right. Films, books, comics, etc. Yoda. I stupidly 
decided to watch Video Game High School. Really? What's this about? <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis is in the title. Yes. Um, it's more Netflix shite, <laughs> to be honest. The the opening, the first one is all about this this pro gamer at this this video game high schools. They're being cocky on this um, chat show, and this kid who's actually at the time is away from away from the the PC, trying to put the cat out, getting attacked by the cat. So this game, all I, you can describe it as like it's a Call of Duty type game. So this pro goes and puts a grenade on his head, walks about 20 metres away, 20 foot away, and then tries to blow the grenade up. At that point, the kid comes back and kills him and becomes an internet sensation and gets enrolled (laughs) in the video game high school. Wow. Yeah, and it's just atrocious. (laughs) Is there any singing? No. Okay, that's probably that's automatically yeah, better I, than I was, in, I, I was fearing. I, I I just don't get how this the, this whole American thing of how they romanticise high school in just about every way, shape, and form. It does make our kind of school seem very drab, doesn't it? Oh yes, <laughs> by comparison. But no, um, I wouldn't recommend anybody watching any episodes. I believe it's had two series in America. Well, <laughs> that just proves my point, then, doesn't it? Um, but it's just crap it's just I I think I'd much rather watch Human Centipede than this oh god Um, which I still haven't seen that either it's it's a bit of an endurance match this Human Centipede to be honest with you yeah it's (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, next thing is the film Justice with Nicolas Cage Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did wonder, thinking justice, justice. What? What is that? Some TV series? That I've, okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call this now. This was rubbish. Yeah. No, I quite enjoyed it. Oh come on! <laughs> are we, are we, is this the sort of classic face off the rock cage, or are we talking uh, <laughs> Ghost Rider and the no, Wicker Man, Nicholas no, Cage? How, how you should describe it, um, Clarky, is. Is this good cage or is this I need to pay back my tax cage? Um, of which pretty much all his films in the last five years have been um, I need to pay back my tax cage. There's no leaving Las Vegas quality anymore, unfortunately, with um, Mr. Cage. But you're saying it's not dreadful, Yoda? No, I enjoyed it. It's, um, it's, there's a, it's not a bad storyline. I don't really want to spoil it for too many people. I, I wouldn't not watch it. It is well, on Netflix. I have to say, on a budget of thirty million and a box office taking of twelve million, I don't think you're going to be spoiling it for that many people. <laughs> it's the whole, the whole concept of someone wrongs you, then a group approaches you to get someone else to pay that person back. And then you are then in their debt and have to pay someone back. So it's getting revenge for a third party. Right. Took uh, Just, justice, you might argue. Yeah. It yes. Took, it took uh, two hundred forty-nine thousand nine hundred twelve pounds during its oh, dollars, sorry, during its opening weekend. <laughs> well, I wow. enjoyed it. So. Uh, although, <laughs> in, in, interestingly, looking at the uh, 
looking at the cast list, it uh, it stars Ian E. Singleton, who you probably remember from the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead. Uh, which one was he? T Dog, the. Uh, the oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the African American guy who didn't yeah. seem to do much and then died. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I know which one. Yeah, I remember him now. Yeah, it was. So there's some cracking reviews for it. Seeking Justice. Oh no, it's actually called Seeking Justice. I think it's a US title. Seeking Justice is nothing more than a typical pot boiler with another phoned-in performance from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and, 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 and I just briefly saw the word Razzie Award before I clicked off. Then. <laughs> and the the last thing I've been watching is Arrow, because that has just come back after. It's incredibly long break. Um, I think they, they last showed it before Christmas um, in the UK, and I'm still in. Enjoy- Have any of you seen it? Um, no, no. <laughs> I watched. I, I, I watched a little bit of the first series. It just didn't. I'm coming off the back of something like Smallville. I just couldn't pull myself into the DC universe again for a while, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of I was kind of happy to let this, let it pass by. I've heard it's going to be okay, but um, uh, DC's um, Hawkeye is not that tempting a character for me to kind of want to watch, if I'm honest. It's it's got a good storyline. Uh, I am really enjoying it, and it has been signed up for a third series. But with American telly, that doesn't mean that it's fantastic. No, that's true. Oh, especially given a series of the caliber of video game high school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, I've I've not watched anything else, so that is What's it for that? me. Oh, well, well, up in the ante a bit, we have Beastie. Well, yeah, there's a couple of um, joint little watches here, so I'll um, save those for your go, Clarky. Um, but it's been a bit of a it's been a bit quiet on the TV show front. There's not been a great deal out there worth watching. So um, on Netflix, I've gone, started watching Chuck, the uh, kind of 2007 um, five series run of the um, tech nerd who um, gets the entirety of US intelligence stuck in his brain (laughs) and becomes a, a spy. Um, it's a kind of comedy, 45-minute affair. It's quite enjoyable. It's um, good uh, filler. You kind of attempt to work what's going on in it, but it's not massively... I don't know how it's going to pan out in the long run. We just what series are you on? One. Se- series 1, first series. Okay. Season, to season 2 to 4 gets a lot better. Okay. Se- season 5 was a bit hit and miss for me. I, I have okay. watched them all. Um, I really enjoyed seasons two to four. Well, I mean, season one was okay. It's a bit of interest to see how it goes into season uh, two. Now we've kind of started on that. But yeah, we'll see. It could be quite interesting. Um, Good. Keeping things in a sense of something that is truly awesome, and I highly recommend anybody try and get this on uh, iPlayer or whatever else, is um, Inside Number Nine, the new series from... um, uh, Reese Spearsmith and I can't remember his name. Steve, Steve Pemberton. Pemberton. Um, this is obviously the guys, two of the guys um, who were in um, League of Gentlemen, one of my favourite oh, shows absolutely. ever. Um, this is a um, 
I didn't know what to expect from this, really. I thought, from the trays, I thought it was a bit like Psychoville, which has had a lot of the same um, writers involved in that as well. Um, but this appears to be a each episode's a one-off show, um, one-off uh, story. Um, so you kind of get the entirety of everything you need to hear in that story. And the first one, I some of the guys always say, oh, you'll really love it, you'll really like it. And it didn't quite... It was okay, um, but it kind of lost me a little bit. I was getting more confused by the mechanics of um, the game Sardines than <laughs> I probably should have done. I was like, I don't, I don't understand this game. This game is how do you work out a winner? This is <laughs> this is such a peculiar game to play. And that was really kind of um, girlfriend was getting getting cross with me, but I was getting very confused by the mechanics of the game. Um, but the second one, which is pretty much run as a silent comedy, is absolutely inspired really really good um such a refreshing way of doing a show um completely different tone Uh, it it suits what they're trying to achieve it's not like they're trying to force it to be silent it's more it makes sense with what that's happening in the episode and now the inside number nine appears to be be houses or flats named number nine so this isn't to be no so far no correlation and the third one um was the best yeah i think it's just got better and better every episode um and even the case where about halfway through i thought i worked out what was going on and then to be completely sucker punched at the end i was like oh so close um really really recommend these i'm guessing from the silence you guys haven't seen these yet i I haven't got it does i mean does it have some of the more uh crass comedy that league of gentlemen had in it i mean as an example, the uh, the veterinarian was probably one of my favourite characters in that series. Um, I think it, it, you can tell it's from the guys from League of Gentlemen. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that, that, that's more um, than enough for me. I will be watching. I I'd be watching. Really good to get your feedback. I mean, the first one for me didn't quite. It's definitely got this definitely the darker side of things. So I didn't know where it was going to go. No, a lot quite, a lot of people have said that the. Uh, the second episode was a more stronger one. Oh, the second one's, the second one's brilliant. So clever. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say any more about it because it all kind of ruined. Each, each of them have all got different things. The, the outcome never pans out like you think it's going to. And I think they do a really, really good job of that. Um, of this n- not showing you exactly what's happening. And it's, they kind of remind me a little bit of a mix between Black Mirror and, um, League of Gentlemen, if that makes sense. That's how they feel as a yeah. So they're quite dark, but I like dark, so it's good. No, absolutely. I will be uh, I will be giving that a watch. Um. So, then, no, go, no, no, you're alright, BC. Go on. I'll I'll chime in on these two. So well, no, I'll let you go with the latter, but I was going to bring up um, Thor two, which I finally got round to watching. Um, I was really hoping to catch it on the plane, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't happen. Um, and um. So yeah, pick this up. Had a watch. Um, it's I for me. This has been the this was the weakest of all the Marvel films of recent years. Yeah, um, I I concur. Oh, don't say that. I just I I I couldn't care less what was going on. I'm like blah blah blah. It, it, this is a problem, that, and this is my fear. The trailer looked a bit ropey, anyway. And, and as soon as you get down to, and this is my worry. Um, well, we should get into the Guardians of Galaxies in a moment, but my worry mm. of Gal- Galaxy would, would be getting was going to get too cosmic Marvel, which is just stupid. And of course, Thor, Thor kind of falls into that cosmic godly Marvel. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot too 
I don't care about these these creatures that have no they'll have no impact on the ongoing Marvel stories. I just I, these dark elves. I don't care. Then didn't matter. Um, I, I preferred the first Thor myself. No, I I, I I loved the original Thor. In fact, out of the original set of movies, Thor is actually my favourite one. I, okay. I just I just thought it was it, it was so well done. I mean it. it it was a nice film to watch, but it kind of didn't overdo the special effects. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, unfortunately, the sequel does try to do, but I, I kind of feel like they were <laughs> they were almost holding back a bit, thinking, "Oh, hold on, we can't we can't up the ante too much, otherwise nobody's going to be impressed when Avengers yeah. two comes out." Yeah. Um, but no, I'd, uh, it, it 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 was average at best. I mean, I would have been more happy if they. Uh, Kind of gave the entire movie over to uh, sort of uh, Idris Elba's character, the sort of yeah the guy who sees everything. So I, I I don't know. I think he nails that character. He's just brilliant at it. But I, I found the film itself pretty pretty average. It reminded me a little bit of when I watched The Wolverine. I just didn't really care what was happening. It was like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it, it didn't work. Um, so fingers crossed that... Um, yeah. The next Captain America film will do it. I, I, but, um, I, I just love how the, uh, the the Avengers obviously settled with practically annihilating New York City, but uh, Thor 2 kind of keeps itself happy by slightly damaging London. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, did you guys um, check out the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? Yes. No. Marvel, no. no, because I'm worried. Oh, no. Oh, th- oh. The trailer is brilliant. Um, it completely, I thought, oh, nailed it. Yeah, brilliant. This is, I was really worried, really, really worried. I thought, oh, this is, this is gonna get stupid cosmic level nonsense. But I thought the trailer was great. What did you think, Lucky? Um, I I'll, will confess that I practically know nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, nobody does. That's the whole no, point. No, no, no. It's, well, even about the gold comic thing as well. But, uh, I, I thought it was a good trailer. It was enjoyable. Um, I'm definitely going to be uh, watching that one when it comes out. It's got a talking yeah, raccoon in it, though. Well, absolutely. And a tree. He's not, he's not a raccoon. You guys remember, he doesn't like being called a raccoon. That's that that will just piss him off. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think um, Rocket Raccoon will, will be the saviour of that, like Hulk was in the Avengers. I think he'll be the superstar. To be honest, I think they'll they'll nail it. Yeah. Check out the trailer because I think they've div- the tone they've gone with is very much tongue in cheek. I think they've acknowledged the fact that the characters are fairly unknown. Um, they, they have the Nova Corps guys um, kind of discussing them, which are equally very well done. And they're kind of going, um, oh, this this um, this guy here, that Star-Lord, goes, Star-Lord? Who calls him Star-Lord? Well, he does. Um, they, 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 they very much, like... Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> these are nobodies. Yeah, um, and I think it was really nicely done. So I've, I'm, I've, I'm, Marvel are not afraid of taking the piss out of themselves a little bit. So fingers crossed that it'll, they'll get on it. But honestly, Yoda, check out the trailer. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I hope so. I just it's a bit of a, it's a bit of worry that they're going to do more damage. To, to the brand than they are going to do good with this film. Well, I think that's probably going to be an inevitability in the long run, isn't it? But mm. hopefully, yeah, hopefully. hopefully we've time to get a few gems in first. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, but I'll um, 
I'll leave my next one over to you, um, Clarky. Yeah, very well, and I'll start with that one, which is The Walking Dead. So are you now? I can't remember. Are you watching this? Are you up to date, or are you? I'm. Uh, I'm up to date with it. Okay. Aside from obviously, aside from the uh, most Today's. recent episode, well, yeah, the one that came out yesterday in the US. Yeah, which I'll hopefully be watching after this. Um, after this recording. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of getting to the point now where I'm a bit undecided about where they're going to take the TV series because I mean it, 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 the, the long running sort of moving from A to B kind of works in the comic book but uh, I, I think they sort of start need to introducing a few more ideas into the TV series otherwise it's, it's just going to sort of peter out it's just going to be a case of people are along for what in effect is a long walk well it's quite an odd one because one of the things I did feel was after the Carl being a drip episode, which luckily I turned around sharpish because that yeah. was really, really I'm like, no, I'm not not putting up with this, not having gripey child um, for the next kind of half a season. Um, they do kind of nip that in the bud sharpish. But um, I, what I thought to myself is this mu- they must be in the smallest part of America in the world. Absolutely. That's that same forest that they've been. How at. on earth? How on earth they keep finding each other? <laughs> it's truly <laughs> like wow. You, I mean, there must be either a lot more humans left than I think there are, <laughs> or you're, or we didn't know it, but you're actually stuck on a really small island. Um, yeah, yeah, I was. That was a little bit of what? Come on. What? And I, I did what? go from my mind as well. I don't want to kind of spoil it for people, but I did go from my mind is like, come on. Would you have not have had in your mind? Um, where is? We'll go, if something bad happens, bear in mind that they knew something bad was probably going to happen. Um, okay, guys, if anything goes wrong, we go to Herschel's yeah, farm or somewhere yeah. else. You, they, I mean, they had vehicles ready to escape, but no, but no one had a conversation about it. If things go bad, meet at the clock tower or whatever it might be, you would have had that conversation. And the idea that they didn't and they're all just randomly running in directions and the I mean, I, d- I don't remember it coming up in the comic books when I read that, but well, I just thought to myself, what the fuck? Yeah. I- ironically, the, uh, the the first sort of episode of the uh, second half of the series, if you will, is probably the episode I found to be m- closest to the comic book since the pilot episode. The uh, the plot kind of almost follows step by step the, the way that all occurs in the comic, obviously, aside mm. from uh, certain characters not dying and dying if you will obviously I won't spoil that yeah yeah uh, uh, but yeah I, I'm, just, I'm just hoping that they kind of up the ante I know the the, uh, the three characters they introduced at the end of uh, last week's episode are very interesting to anyone who's obviously up to date with yes, the comic book yeah uh, I did, I did get to my mind there without spoiling for people um, was they looked so much like the characters in the comic book. Oh, they looked a bit like people that were dressing up of them as a, a, a Absolutely. As soon as I saw the three of them, I thought, Jesus, have they just literally stepped out of the comic book? That's, uh, uh, that's obviously some uh, excellent casting choices. But yeah, I just saw them and thought, my God, they're exactly the same. Yeah, I, I just think that this must be people dressing up as them. And they went, oh, they're really good at that comic book convention. Let's hire those guys. Yeah. It kind of looks like the characters. Um, yeah, I don't say any more on that, but yeah, that was. Um, no, I, I'm glad I, I, you just thought. So. Yeah, 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not slating this. I do really enjoy The Walking Dead. I'm just sort of concer- getting, getting, starting to get concerned about its longevity now. I mean, obviously the comic books... Oh, no, I think it'll be fine. I think it's, it's still murdering it. It's still... Oh, absolutely, but... Uh, I'm just wondering where they'll take it. Because they do like diverging from the uh, story in certain respects, like the, the whole CDC thing in the first series. That that was never in the books, and sort of certain other things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will continue to watch this for as long as it's uh, transmitted, because at the end of the day, it's zombies, and anything is <laughs> zombies, and it tends to be... That's good. Yeah. Unless how you get on, how you, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, indeed. How are you getting on with um the comic book? Um you bastards. Yeah, oh. I, I, I I came I went on a bit of a uh, comic book sub ending spree, shall we say, and, uh, good work, yeah. Um I'm, I'm now pretty much completely up to date on The Walking Dead. It's pretty uh, it gets pretty grim, doesn't it? It's oh, pretty I, tough reading. I, absolutely. The um I think it was the hundredth issue of it was kind of jaw-dropping lit. Yeah, a friend of mine has not read it since. He got so angry about what happened, he refused to uh, um, yeah, but uh, it's to kind of, it. It, 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 fit, it fits in with the whole theme of, obviously, the comic, because it, you know, it, when it's your time, it's your time, isn't it? <laughs> indeed. indeed. Not, not everybody goes out in a Hollywood-like blaze of glory. I know, it's pretty, it's pretty epic way to go, though. Yeah. Um, but I say, I'm, I'm, I'm really tempted to buy the Negan with Lucille um, figure they just released. That'd be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I can't wait to see who they choose, uh, sort of the cast of that character. Oh, they, they, he is such a great character that they've got to nail him on. If they get him any way weak. I mean, I thought, I, and I like the guy, the actor that played, um, um, oh God, was the governor. The governor, but he just didn't have the crazy he needed. No, I, I mean, I, I, so, when I first saw the governor in the comic book, and then when the TV series was announced afterwards, I just went, took one look and thought, Tom Savini's going to get that role. Yeah, it's, but, we'll uh, see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I'm very interested. I do, I do think uh, Negan is a brilliant kind of uh, bad guy. Yeah, most certainly. Have you? Um, did you read any of the Invincible after I recommended? Uh, it? I have read. I've read the first issue, but uh, Saga piqued my interest more. Oh, I, I think Invincible's better, but okay. No, um, so, I mean this. I, I don't remember. I'll, I'll probably be buying Invincible next to this payday in a few days. After all, so <laughs> that'll, that'll be the rest of my monthly budget blown on uh, digital non-existent content. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Saga's. It just strangely draws me in. I mean, the the whole premise of it is completely ludicrous. The characters yes, it is, yeah. and the characters that they have in it. I mean, Jesus Christ, with robots with like human bodies, but TVs for heads and stuff. Yeah, and, it's definitely. I've regarded it as kind of kind of a um, very sci-fi fantasy, isn't it? It's a, it's. Uh, it doesn't pretend to be. I don't think. I wouldn't say it's pure sci-fi. It's most definitely no sci-fi fairy tales. Yeah, I, I think Vamsy kind of described it as what Firefly and Game of uh, Thrones mixed together with the uh, bizarre aliens in as well. But yeah, yeah, I am enjoying this, and no doubt uh, Invincible will be the next on the list to be uh, rapidly bought up. Uh, which leads me on to my final item, which was uh, Captain Phillips, the. Uh, Tom Hanks true story film. And? Uh, it, it was a good one. Oh, okay. Well, well acted. 
um, as Tom Hanks generally does in these sorts of films. Obviously, it's based on a true story about a captain who's attacked by pirates. These are obviously modern, your modern day, uh, I was going to say salami pirates then, Somalian pirates. Um, they kind of take over, they take, uh, sort of attack his boat, sort of hold him and some of his crew hostage in the, uh, on the bridge while the rest of the crew are hiding inside. And obviously anybody who doesn't remember this as it broke, I think about four years ago, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting watch. Um, uh, the, the missus kind of got a quarter of the week with it when she was uh, watching this drive. I don't think she kind of realized that it was actually based on a true story. And she was, once the U S military came in, came into uh, play, she was just kind of shaking head at the screen saying, look, why are they always portrayed as these world-saving cowboys? And I was like, it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a good film. I mean, it, it, his best scenes, or Tom Hanks' best scenes, are right at the end. It, I, I think he just sort of nails the entire mood of it. But it, it's one of those kind of epic-style films that you'll probably just watch once. That's a glowing average recommendation, then. <laughs> it, it is. I know everybody was poring over this film, but yeah, it was. It was just one of the films I watched last week, um, and obviously I'll give it an award of uh, the fact that it was far better than the uh, Netflix shit that I'm not going to talk about, <laughs> uh, except for Hansel and Gretel, which was uh, which was quite good, Yoda. That was a good shout. I enjoyed yeah. that film. It, it's not bad, is it? No, absolutely. Right, what are we on with now? News. 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 Do we always do the news this late on? No, we do, yes. don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, two weeks off and I can't remember the running order. Right, Amazon Prime changes. BCU no doubt put all of this news in. I did. <laughs> um, so I popped onto Amazon this morning. Um, I've got Amazon Prime. I got it for £49, or it was 40 quid last year. Um, and I said, oh, Amazon Prime changes um, kind of just popped up. I don't even know if that was just to me or generally on their kind of head of placement on the website. And I had a feeling they might, because they bought Love Film oh, ages ago, um, that they might do something with it. And I cancelled Love Film um, a month or so ago. And um, they appear to be adding in the an instant streaming service, not saying Love Film, but effectively that's what it's going to be, into Amazon's Prime deal. Which I think they might do something to do with it. I thought, oh, okay, it's quite interesting. That's quite, quite tempting. But they've been a bit sneaky about it because um, it's not like it's just been brought into Prime. They've increased Prime from forty nine pounds to seventy nine pounds. Oh come on! And it is, um, is it in effect the same old love film? Um, yes. So. Yeah. 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 Um, but worse than that, I, th- I think it's a bit cheekily of them to do is that they've. Because obviously when we've got ultra renewal prime, they've not like they've informed people. It must mine doesn't come out and ultra renewal until September, um, but I'm auto renewing on the thirty pound higher package, which I think like, <laughs> that's a bit cheeky, isn't what? it? Really. So yeah. so in effect, your uh, your previous prime delivery service, which was forty pound a year, now incre- uh, includes a monthly love film. Subscription as well, an annual, is, oh, annual, which yes, is yes. Mm. But you're wrong. If if I still wanted Love Film, which I didn't, hence me getting rid of it, um, 
be like, okay, that's probably better than I was on before. Um, but if you don't want a film and you just want Prime, I mean, the Amazon thing's been quite good for um, Kindle, um, the free books, and that's been good for the girlfriend. Um, so that's quite nice. It's adding her to my account for using that. But I don't want to pay 30 quid more for a service I don't want because they don't appear to be offering any kind of modular. It's just Prime. Yeah. So I deliberately um, cancelled my auto renewal um, in an effort to hopefully get them to acknowledge the fact that actually this is a bit shit. That's a bit of a dick move to kind of backdoor um, the increase the Prime. Don't make money from Prime, then increase the price. Don't try to sneak it on people. Um, You should be kind of making it quite clearly. Hello, Mister. Please let let, please want to let you know that we've got. A new price point. If, please make sure you're happy with these new conditions. Blah blah blah. But to just automatically change my package to that is a bit. I mean, if my if mine happened to be expiring in a couple of days' time and I didn't go on Amazon, I wouldn't have known. It would, it would have been thirty pounds more. Um, do you mean? Yeah, thirty pounds. Thirty pounds is not necessarily a big deal. Well, but it's a big deal without informing you. That's like, that's, come on. Well, the, uh, the the comments section on this certainly agrees with you. Well, yeah, they. They properly. This is a BBC article, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, they they properly give it a caning. <laughs> there's, there's not many people happy about it, except for the inevitable one comment where someone just points out that if you do subscribe to the film, you are saving thirty quid. Of course, sure, sure. But, but if you're not, you're paying thirty quid more. <laughs> but uh, this is this is the main problem with the streaming services. It's what you get one or two decent films. So this is the same for Netflix. You get a couple yeah. of decent films yeah. every few months and. The rest of it's just basically shat. Yes. With, with the occasional gem if you look hard enough. But what yeah. what they are saying is that, that many of their customers are paying for both and we're, we're doing it to save their money. They're, they're not disclosing any figures at all. Which, which, which probably means that, what, 50.1% of the Prime customers actually have love film subscriptions. I'd be surprised if it even be that high, to be honest, because I, I don't... There's a good chance that it could be a different, dem- different demographic. Maybe there are people that like, just like buying books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe it would be that high, but um, even so, I think it's a bit of a... Uh, a bit optimistic to think it would be quite that high. So... Yeah. Now that they've... So if you hadn't done this, BC, so if you hadn't cancelled Love Film, would they have automatically cancelled your your Love Film subscription? Or would they... That's ki- a very good question. I, I don't know. And I, I'm, I wouldn't surprise me if, if they do try to... Um, well, I'll, I'll find out because I've gone down this route. We'll see what happens. A colleague of mine um, has got a Love Film subscription still running and he's on Amazon Prime. He doesn't bother him about the increase necessarily. Um, he still thinks it's a good deal, which I suppose mm-hmm. if he wanted all the services, it might well be. Um, plus, he what I didn't know is what he's doing with Prime is he's adding in, um, he's got his girlfriend, his mother and his friend all on Prime under the one membership. So all four people with different addresses, different names, <laughs> all oh, get brilliant. under the So actually, they're actually splitting it down between the, all four of them, which for me is just like, they should be surely cracking down on that because that's oh, ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, I mean, having the same address is not like that works as a family thing, but surely one guy living in different parts of the country, <laughs> nuts. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to quote um, commenter number 51, Dave Brennan, <laughs> no doubt a fan of the show. 
Um, I've switched off my Prime annual renewal, hopefully. Amazon, oh sorry, hopefully Amazon will get the message. Mm, sorry Dave, but they probably won't. Well, I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, if they, if they do see a decline in subscriptions, they probably will. That's why I've kind of done, cancelled mine, is to go, okay, I want you to do something about this. So I'm hoping that it will it stir them to come back with an offer. So I'm going to do a bit of experiment, see what they say to me, if anything, and my colleague who's not doing anything, he's going to keep it as it is and find out if he gets double charged for Love Film and for Prime. We will have, I'm sure, some more tales to tell in the future. Well, I have to say, I do... I do enjoy the odd occasion when I've actually had to ring up Amazon's uh, customer services. Never you actually that, ring them, do you? I uh, just get them to ring me. Well, no, no, I, uh, I have rung them on a couple of occasions in the past, and it's uh, it's always great when you get the uh, American advisor on the phone, um, <laughs> who I wind up. And it's like, oh, I, I'm really sorry, sir. You'll uh, you'll get your thirteen dollar uh, refund, and I'm like, what? So I'm only getting twenty four pounds back. <laughs> like, oh, oh no sorry <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i i use their their callback facilities which always puts you uh you get a call from ireland uh every time i've used it which isn't too bad and i'm not paying for the phone call <laughs> oh fair enough <laughs> yeah what else have we got bioshocked so bioshocked um about the same time as i think recording was last week um Ken Levine announced the closure of Irrational Games and um, him laying off the several hundred staff there so he can do something else. Um, that's kind of the long and short of the story. I was a bit, to be honest, I thought it was a bit of a dick move, personally. <laughs> I thought, wow, okay. Um, so you, you're, you're a bit bored. You want to do something else? <laughs> Screw all those people <laughs> that work for you. Um, uh, fuck them. Um, I'll do what I want. And of course, in a capitalist society, that's, you're more than welcome to do that. But I did think it was a bit, I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought of this. I was quite surprised considering the success of the Bioshock titles. Um, yeah, it's a ballsy I, move. Yeah, I, I was I was quite surprised. I mean, regardless, they'd probably have gotten at least another two sequels that would have made tons of money out before it started to die off. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I in in this time when they are making what are good games, and they are getting the um, the sales figures. Why? Why do it? It just seems it seems as brave as move as the guy that's pulled out Angry Birds, not Angry Birds, Flappy Birds, just not wanting to make money. I think. I don't, I've got a feeling it might have something to do with um, the viability of making a high budget title regularly enough to justify their existence. In the yeah. Sense of, doing these obviously Bioshock games come out they're few and far between compared to Call of Duty which they churn out the same thing year in year out FIFA mm-hmm. and Tomb Raider and so forth they're, they're, I think Tomb Raider's going to fall in the same category as that just doing lots of content I think maybe that the industry doesn't support a these one-off titles but then you got to look at what Valve are doing and they seem more than capable of doing that kind of uh, game production where they haven't got to release the next game uh, instantly on top of it or, Almost to the frustration sometimes, but is I, I is this uh, Half Life Three is obligatory nature? <laughs> no, I, I thought it, it would be unfair to not, not to oh, not absolutely refer to it in that way, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I whatever, but I mean, I'm, just, I'm obviously I was a bit 
Bioshock Infinite was not the magic masterpiece for, for me that other people said it was, but I still was quite surprised. And it's always sad that people, he wants to go and do off his own little venture, handpicked his kind of dozen staff he liked from Irrational Games, and then, frankly, fuck the rest of them. And being in America, it will be fuck the rest of them because you don't really get much um, as an employer, um, employ, employee in America. So uh, hopefully those guys will get other jobs elsewhere and bring the talent to other games. Mm. We, we can only hope. Brilliant. And uh, the next piece of news, it's a shame we don't have John on the show this week. Oh, <laughs> so, yes, Dean Rocket Hall, as he's known, um, <laughs> is, is to leave uh, Bohemia and basically bugger off from, playing, uh, from creating DayZ, which I think is hilarious considering he's, he actually hasn't made DayZ. He's, well, just, yeah, the, <laughs> he's the, failed in doing so. They, they just waited late, way too long on this one. I, too long. So basically, yeah, he's going back to New Zealand and going to make other online multiplayer games from there, which I'm sure they'll all sell by the bucket load, regardless of how finished they are. But um, surely these people that have got involved in the the alpha, or the, the quite expensive early access alpha, are going to be sitting thinking, um, <laughs> "What about my game? Yeah, I, I <laughs> that do, I paid for." I do like that absolutely pointless quote in the report. The uh, in the uh, there's other report on this. I am a grenade, and then he mm. continues on to say something that practically has nothing to do with a grenade. <laughs> yeah, very bizarre. He is only I, going I, at the end of the year though, so what he can accomplish in that year I don't know well from on, on previous efforts not very much <laughs> well absolutely yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, of course I'm being facetious but still, still. But on the positive note we can start on a, a really exciting rip roaring oh, um, tale oh, as a last oh, news oh. story um, which is already getting a little bit of a heated debate on the uh, forums, which is um, Xbox have announced their first price drop for the Xbox One, which um, <laughs> is about as surprising as a kick in the face. Um, so, yeah, they've um, there's going to be a Titanfall um, bundle coming out um, on the 28th of February. Well, uh, the new price comes to effect, which is a 399 down from 429 but including Titanfall as well. Yeah. Well, but, obviously yeah. not on the 28th it won't be, because... No, no, but... Um, yeah. And you'll, uh, you'll obviously get a game that isn't worth 50 quid with it as well. Well, the simple fact <laughs> is, it's still more expensive than a PlayStation 4. Yes. Yeah. And there's no... Without... I, mean, I don't mean this in... It sounds like this being a PC fanboy about it, but it's less powerful than the PS4 and more money than the PS4. I mean, that's not a good deal in my book, so... Um, but you get a camera. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know, it's just... Oh, man. I'm sure what... If that's what people want. Yeah, a camera, a camera that sneakily maps your entire living room. No. I, I mean, I'm not getting involved in the kind of that, that the meta side of it. I just don't want a camera. I mean, I, I want to play games on it, and that's what it's for. Yeah. Um... And there's been a very mixed response. And I, I mean, personally, I do think it's, it's a, again, a bit of a dick move in uh, a, a, a list of dick moves in this week's news um, by by doing this. Because I think, well, 
most most buggers who got involved really supported Xbox, really got behind it. This going to be, this, I'm going to support it. Put all the money down. They've, they've already said we will not do anything to uh, benefit our our current players. Uh, but, but, but we're really oh, great for those guys. But fuck them. Fuck yeah, I, I mean, the, the, I know this was discussed on the forum as well when this uh, topic arose, but uh, the, the fact that it's just like, yeah, you bought yours on day one, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I know you can get caught up, and you always get caught up in when Japan trying to buy hardware and whatever else, but I do think a game's console is slightly different because it's it, you'll, you'll get involved with that community, you'll get involved with that... Uh, you are getting involved with a, a, a kind of a team as a side in a way, not with on the fanboy way, but you're that, yeah. if you invest in that platform, yeah. that, that money is going to your, all the games you buy for that platform. It's not open, so I don't think I do think it makes a big deal. And getting a digital only copy of Titanfall to make up, it's, it's still that's not the PlayStation Four is surely the better way to go still. Absolutely. And, and Sony. Whether or not they used had easy wins because of Microsoft um, own goaling. Do you know what? If I picked if I picked an Xbox One up last week and I found out that I could have saved myself um, if I wanted Titanfall, for example, I could have saved myself seventy five pounds. I would be a bit, a bit pissed off that someone go. Oh, do you know what? Sorry, guys. Um, as a, as a, we'll give you a free digital copy of Titanfall for being our dedicated user, whatever it may be. Digital copy of it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember way back when I bought a uh, I bought a GameCube about a month before they dropped the price on it, and uh, I bought it from uh, I think it was uh, well, it was Game, it was still Electronics Boutique back then though, and blimey, yeah, yeah, I uh, uh, this price drop was announced, and about three days later, later a letter drops on my mat from Electronics Boutique saying blah blah, you may be aware of the recent price drop um, in accordance with whatever was outlined by Nintendo, you're free to come into the shop and you can either have one sort of full price title or you can have two pre-owned GameCube games. Which I thought yeah. was kind of a, a, a nice gesture. Well, I mean, Microsoft have done this before and it's, of course, I mean, I've been quite outwardly saying that I'm not going to invest in a Microsoft product at launch again because of how they treated the 360 and such for the faults. And, but also... Both the Xbox and the 360, I'm pretty certain they 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 lowballed the price sharpish after launch then as well, and they at least did try and compensate users um, in different ways. So it's not like it's that surprising that people are a bit surprised that oh where's the support for this? Where I thought you were, we we were the ones. Bear in mind that it's getting PS4 is thrashing it, absolutely thrashing it. Absolutely, it's come out in Japan as well, isn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. I, I think well, the Xbox is kind of struggling, and I, I clearly think they didn't think about this when they released it. I mean, they, they advertise it as being this kind of all-in-one media hub with these amazing, you know, these different channels and services you can have, provided you live in the USA. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's probably the the most. <laughs> it's quite depressing, really, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, wow. I have also just read that. For people who don't like using the camera to watch Netflix or use the media functions, they are bringing out a media remote as well. <laughs> wow. How pointless. So, yeah. I thought it was a nice little comedy story for the end of the, oh, absolutely. Uh, end of the show. But, uh, we, we won't go into uh, Xbox bashing because pretty much everyone who's currently uh, involved in this show is either Team PC or uh, Team PS4. PS4. 
<laughs> just, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose that's about it. I better do the outro. Um, yeah. Reviews. We're uh, we're on ninety four. Six more, um, and we'll be at a hundred. See what I'm I did sure, there. I'm that's... sure we had more than a hundred like ages ago. And, and we, they kind of reset after a while or something. Yeah, I, no, I, we've got a hundred. I think 114 people have given us a star rating. Of course, we only accept five ah. stars. Um, not one to four. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> yeah, um, is, is that called the EA rules of marking? Oh, absolutely, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the lucky 100th reviewer will uh, will have the honour of having John DJ at a venue of their choice. Oh, God, yeah, what a treat. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, yeah, Facebook, the Mature Gamer Podcast page. I don't think I've ever visited. Um, you can email us, mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com. Um, obviously, please support the site by clicking on links to buy your chuff. Um, <laughs> sorry. Brilliant. <laughs> no problem. Um, or you can tweet us all. Um, obviously, uh, you can tweet the show directly at mgpbits. You can tweet myself at Clarky Snap. I'm at Yoda is Blind. And I'm still at Beastie Tweet. Yeah, I, I don't see much coming from you, Beastie, to be honest. I'll be honest, I kind of forget it exists. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm, I haven't quit out of it. I've got, I've got my 100 followers. It, it, so, is, uh, it is one way of escaping all those uh, Candy Crush requests on Facebook. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So um, we'll look forward to seeing you in a week's time with whoever's hosting the show next Monday. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye.